And welcome back, spooky people. Welcome to our weekly slide to the in-between, where we join one another on trips into paranormal experiences of mine, of yours, and of all of the spooky people. I'm your host, Miranda, and I'm happy that you're here. So today we have some interesting tales, one of the sort of stranger, but also darkly amusing things that I have done in my life, in addition to a story from Stephanie. And I think we also are going to have a story from Stephanie next week because she sent this wonderful wealth of paranormal experiences that I'm looking very forward to sharing with you. So we are going to dive right in. And my story today is about accidentally on purpose, but not really on purpose, but didn't care that it happened, pissing off an ex-roommate of a dear friend of mine. To preface this event, or a series of events, I suppose, I should say that my friend had a roommate with what appeared to be an unhealthy attachment. This entity that was incorporeal and would whisper in her ear, change her mood, break things when she was angry or it was angry. I don't understand the full nature of, and I use this phrase very purposefully, their relationship, but this entity had convinced her it was some kind of, I think, jinn or ifrit or something that was a soulmate of some sort. And I believe, well, this this may be my memory reading between the lines without actually having it been said, or this was actually said, I don't remember, but they were dating. And that is how I remember it at the very least. And it was explained to me in full on a few separate occasions. And every time a new tale was added, the thought came to my mind, that's not a fucking gin. Or if it is, it's by Adam Kai. It felt, and I had been around it because I had been around this individual, it felt very negative. It would lash out at Will or would more notably lash out at her displeasure that it may or may not have caused, even if it was projecting it onto someone else, for example, like a roommate. A roommate who happened to be a friend of mine. This individual is also a driving force behind a majority of the source of great drama in the lives of a number of my friends. And when things started to get really bad, I was requested to come over to sort of clear and bless the house and see if I could clear up some of the negative stagnant energy. Of course, I accepted because this is something that is not very tasking for me. I've been practicing this for years and was happy to do so. We set up a day that I would come over and help. And we were going to do some cleanup, like actually sweeping, dusting, things like that, like spring cleaning style stuff. And we made sure that it was going to be on a day that the roommate wasn't at the house. This was for a couple of reasons. I would have done this with the roommate in the house. They could have stayed in their room. I wouldn't have cared. But like, I also didn't like this individual. And I found out much later that for the one meeting we had had at the time, and the, quote, vibe she'd gotten off of me, she didn't like me. And I was like, oh, is it because I see through the bullshit? Pretty sure it's because I see through the bullshit. So we found a day that the roommate was not going to be there, and we were just going to do full cleaning of the house. Now, that being said, we did 
entirely leave the roommate's room alone. You know, there was no intention of keeping anything good out. I have no issues with ancestors, disembodied. Like, this was not some sweep to keep out all unseen entities from entering, exiting, or passing through the house. This was definitely specifically to try and clear up some of the passive aggression that was just basically laying in the corners. And it was, I don't know, there was just a heavy feeling to the house. So intent is 1000% of the work. And for those of you who prefer math that actually works, intent is 100% of the work. Whatever you intend is what will occur. So make sure that your intentions are pure. I actually made certain before I agreed and went over that I could absolutely accept that if this was in fact some sort of unseen, disembodied, reincarnation, soulmate thing that she had going on that just seemed to kind of be a dick, then that would be allowed to stay as long as it was not harmful to her as long as it was not harmful to my my friend, as long as it was not some horrible thing, it would be fine in the house. I took that very seriously. Before I went over to do this, I made sure that that was right in my mind. I came and had my homebrew house blessing spray, a little bit of Florida water, a little bit of house blessing oil, a little bit of star anise, and a few other, like, let the good things stay, clear the stagnant energy, but like, If they're good, cool ghosts and disembodied and guardians and stuff, keep the bad things out and bring this home good woo. And I clarify this for later and to state for the record that not really knowing this individual, the way that I found to settle my intent and be genuine in my mind was I was willing to give the benefit of the doubt to an extent. I very much intended not to kick out what was okay to be there. I've seen someone's disembodied grandma knock a glass off the table over manners. Sometimes the incorporeal have opinions and can do bad things without being bad or unhealthy. Again, as long as something wasn't actively unhealthy or harmful, it should have no problem getting in, out, anything. There was no salt used, no banishing anything. Florida water itself is actually great for ancestors and stuff because it kicks out the bad juju and lets grandma stay. We left the roommate's room alone, as I said, but my friend's room, the bathroom, all common areas, kitchen, living room, front porch, back porch, carport. We did some physical spring cleaning. I did the energetic cleaning as I went, tossed all the unusable energy out the front door. And after that, like air freshener, I went back through with all with the house blessing spray in every room, actually turned on the attic fan to pull some up into the attic and all that stuff. And the house looked and felt lighter, less oppressive. Like the the air was no longer as thick. And if it was a trick of the light or not, it was nice and noticeable and pleasant. So I left before the roommate got home. I don't know if y'all knew, but I am not shy. I also have a very bad brain to mouth filter specifically when faced with passive aggression an additional specificity passive aggression towards my friends and i will make it awkward and call you on it i am a 100 percent that bitch so i chose the path of least resistance the path of politeness and i left before this individual was supposed to get back a few days later i hear from my friends 
And I was like, oh, how's everything going? Does the house feel better? And they were like, yeah, it absolutely does. And the one who lived there was completely tickled in their amusement and slight tension. Their partner was serious as a damn heart attack. And we'd all three been the ones that actually like cleared the house. And they helped energetically because they're also practitioners. And they tell me this story about how the roommate had been a pissed off, openly aggressive asshole when it was realized that their gym boyfriend couldn't get in the house. They had started accusing my friends of having tried to banish him and how dare they this and how dare they that, to which my serious buddy looked this individual dead in the eye and said something to the effect of, we just cleansed negative energy and reaffirmed the ban against harmful things. If he can't get in, maybe you should think about that. And I personally raffled really hard. So needless to say, this particular roommate didn't live there much longer after that self-solving issue. I did find out later that the other friends that this drama affected, this story had been retold as a big fucking deal. This now ex-roommate was so pissed off, they had to go bitch about it to everybody else. And my name was actually discovered somehow, or was assumed, which, I mean, rightly assumed, obviously. The ex-roommate was trying to paint me as the villain alongside my other friends. To someone who knew me separately and understood better than to believe the drama, as well as shared my opinion and suspicion that this, quote, boyfriend attachment was not what it was playing on TV. I didn't find out that, however, until a couple of years later, which I was actually sitting at Dragon Con when I heard this story, and I had had more than a few drinks, and I was sitting down. My friend tells me this is like, oh, I remember that, actually, and here's this side of the story that I had no knowledge of previously about how I was some horrible villain who didn't want her to find true happiness and they just don't understand and they're horrible people or something to that tone and effect. I cackled so loudly, sitting outside, behind the Hilton, that a couple of people stopped and looked at me. I was like, it's way too hard to explain. We just know some ignorant individuals. So, moral of the story, kids. Accepting unknown attachments is bad, okay? Do, uh, do your divinations. Get to know a body before you agree to anything, because you never know. Your roommate may just do some spring cleaning and throw the negative energy out the front door and suddenly your demon boyfriend can't get back in the house. And that is my spooky story for the week. Adventures in time and space. In 2013, it all began. Well... It got serialized in 2017. How they got to space, you'll just have to listen to find out. Bastards of the Universe is an entertainment and nostalgia podcast with a hint of space opera and a happy helping of good old-fashioned comedy cheese. Join the crew's many misadventures like malfunctioning teleporters and a number of soiled pants as they attempt to fulfill all of your nostalgia, review, and space-faring needs. Bastards of the Universe is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Casts. Pick your favorite platform and check it out. 
If you like what you hear, tell them you were sent from the spooky side. That should freak them out. Have you ever wondered what more there might be to the day you were born? What information might be gleaned from observing the dance of the stars or the discipline of divination? Sure, not everyone believes in astrology or divination, and there are as many or more charlatans out there as legitimate, educated practitioners. But if you've ever been curious about a legitimate practitioner, Six Silver Seals is creating astrology forecasts, tarot and rune readings, and more on Patreon. Created and run by Adam, his about says it all. Six Silver Seals is his means of bringing the light of truth to as many people as he can. He offers numerous different styles of readings and divinations, including tarot, astrology, and the runes of the Elder Fothark, as his torch to help guide those who seek a little extra help finding their way. Personally, I met Adam on Discord, and I have been uh, on the receiving end of his readings, and I can personally attest to his knowledge and experience with the subtle reality and divination, and would recommend Six Silver Seals to anyone interested in shedding maybe that extra little light on their journey. Find Adam and Six Double S at www.patreon.com forward slash six silver seals spelled s-i-x-s-i-l-v-e-r-s-e-a-l-s and don't forget to tell him that you were sent from the spooky side our listener story this week as mentioned in the opening comes from stephanie and stephanie writes hi miranda that's me Well, I am just tickled pink that you liked my experiences and that you shared them on the podcast. Definitely made my day. I am glad because your experiences are great and I am looking forward to getting into the rest of this. Thank you for sharing them. She says, I know that I've had more experiences than the average person, but the reason why I don't call myself a medium and merely take the label sensitive is that to me, you have to be able to successfully communicate with spirits. I can see them sometimes, most often in my mind's eye, but occasionally with the naked eye. Oof, that one's rough. Seeing them with the naked eye can be very off-putting and... Wait, is that a person or... Ah! Yeah, those moments. I can get impressions from them and sometimes emotions from them. But I've never been able to hear them or understand what it is that they're trying to say. I don't get messages from them. So to me, it's not really mediumship. And maybe that's just a matter of trying and practicing on my part but I don't have an innate ability to hear and communicate. Okay, more stories. Yay, we love stories around here. This one might be paranormal. It might not be paranormal, but it certainly scared the crap out of me. I used to go to historical reenactment events. I would travel up and down the mid-Atlantic states on the weekends. For one such event, I traveled with friends and split a hotel room with an acquaintance. I'd never split a room with her before, and she warned me that she has to wear a CPAP machine, which might make some noise. She was apologetic, but I wasn't too worried about it. It was just for two nights, and I'm a chill person. We checked in, socialized for a while, and then got ready for bed. We left the bathroom light on so we wouldn't trip in the middle of the night if we had to pee, but otherwise we turned out the lights. The machine was fairly loud, louder than I expected, but I was able to tune it out easily enough. 
It just became white noise in the background while I drifted into the place between sleep and wakefulness. And that's when things went very wrong. I happened to be laying on my stomach, with my head turned to the side, slowly drifting off, when there was suddenly something heavy on my back. The heavy thing on my back was breathing on my neck, and was growling. I knew without looking at it that this was not an animal. It definitely wasn't human. It was way too big. My mind immediately went to demon. The growling almost sounded like words, but I didn't understand the language. Its breath was hot on my neck and in my ear, and it leaned down close to my head. My torso was firmly pinned to the bed. I struggled to turn my head further and look behind me at what had me pinned. I got the impression of a black figure, but what exactly it looked like, I don't know. And right here is where I confirmed without a doubt that my instincts are fight and not flight. I started to struggle in earnest in order to flip myself over so that I could punch the fucker. I don't know how long I had been trying to move. I kept desperately willing my shoulders to wiggle to move my arms while its weight was on me and it continued to growl in my ear. And then it was gone. I blinked. The light we left on was visible again. I realized that during whatever had happened, the room had become dark, and I couldn't perceive my friend sleeping on the other bed or really much of anything else around me. But I turned myself over, now, and looked around. Everything was as it had been before, including my friend's CPAP machine making the same repetitive sound. I was very, very freaked out. Nothing like that had ever happened to me before. Though I do on occasion have dreams about exercising evil spirits, this was different. This felt extremely real and physical, and I barely slept the rest of the night. So what exactly was it? I told my husband about it when I got home after the weekend, and he suggested sleep paralysis. I had never heard of it, so I looked it up. According to Wikipedia, sleep paralysis is a state during waking up or falling asleep in which a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, hear, feel, or see things that are not there, which often results in fear. Episodes generally last less than a couple of minutes. It may occur as a single episode or be recurrent. Okay, so far that matches up. But here's where my experience was a bit different from what most people experience. Based on what I've been able to glean from the interwebs, most people experience something sitting on them while they are sleeping on their backs and in many cases, they have difficulty breathing during the episode. I was on my stomach and did not have trouble breathing. So, make of it what you will. It could have been sleep paralysis, or the combination of my brain being in that in-between state and the noise from the CPAP machine very well could have triggered it. Or it could have been a demon. I don't know. Weird shit happens around me all the time. I've seen on more than one occasion a spirit in a yellow plaid shirt, and I'm not a fan of him. I don't think he knows I can see him, and his energy is kind of icky. I don't know what's up with him. Don't care to find out. A few months ago, a young lady who comes in and cleans the warehouse was in a seldom-used space cleaning a bathroom. She placed a bottle of cleaner on the tank of the toilet and had her back turned to it as she cleaned the hand dryer on the other side of the room. The bottle of cleaner hit her square in the back. She was absolutely terrified. I brought some Florida water and a spray bottle to work the next morning and went into the bathroom to spray a bit of it. I never go into that part of the warehouse. There's something extremely unfriendly back there. I didn't like it. It didn't like me. I sprayed the area and left and then gave the Florida water to the lady who had been attacked. Oh, and going back to the inventory of clothing and why it's important, 
having to do inventory gave me a chance to look at every single graphic tee and hoodie and tank top that we carry. They're all very gothic in style. The vast majority of them are depictions of skulls and death. We basically have a shrine to the dead upstairs. No wonder the place is haunted. We will continue Stephanie's tales next week because she sent me a huge long list of them and I am super excited and I love every single one of these. Also, there's something dramatic about leaving off on the sentence. We basically have a shrine to the dead upstairs. No wonder the place is haunted. That's just, Stephanie, I love your author's voice. I love your tone. This is wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing your sleep paralysis story and the many more that are yet to come. And that is our listener story for the week. And that brings us to our witchy tip for the day. In line with that's not a gin. I would like to say, if you have workings with the unseen, incorporeal, disembodied, ghosts, fae, whatever it is that you work with, no judgment. You do you, boo. You live your extra life, as Brad Mondo says, and do what makes you happy. If you have a demon boyfriend, fine. That That's honestly fine. I don't, I don't get to judge you. I don't get to choose or tell you how to live your life, and I don't care to. If you have a demon boyfriend, that's your life. That's your choices. However, the problem comes in is when that starts affecting other people's lives. You don't get to make that choice for other people. So before you go off and marry the interdimensional space prince, I recommend doing your research. Have conversations. Cast a circle. Invite only that thing in. Make it a truth circle. You are the one in the meat suit. You are the corporeal one with the ability to wield energy. And yes, they can wield and impact and affect energy, some almost as effectively as we can. However, we are the ones with the full, like, Gundam suit on. Therefore, we have the effect on reality. So if something's like, hey, we're soulmates, we should totally get married, I'm totally not a demon because you don't want to have a demon boyfriend, but is still trying to get its claws into you, you're the one that has the power to say no. Now, not everybody's into that. Some people will be like, oh my god, how could you not judge somebody who has a demon boyfriend? I I believe some really weird stuff. I'm not gonna lie. It's my beliefs. They're my personal beliefs. And honestly, I don't require anybody else to believe them for me to retain my opinion on that. But if my beliefs started encroaching upon or hurting someone else, like shit being thrown across the room, or things getting lost or broken just because somebody was in a bad mood and your demon self decided that it was going to come out and bitch slap the cat, I don't know, that's a problem. You can make that choice for yourself, and as long as you are willing to take on the responsibility, the things that that entails, whatever that may be, that's fine. I don't care. As long as it doesn't affect me, my friends, my family, if you're not hurting anybody, it doesn't matter. When you start to impact the lives of others and or hurt people, that's when I have a problem. And it's why you should always have discernment, education, information, conversations. Make sure that if you are entering into a pact or a deal or a relationship or something with something on the other side, something that doesn't necessarily have a body and can honestly tell you or appear to be whatever the fuck it wants to be, that you have done your homework and your research and that you are willing to accept the possibilities, the consequences, 
and the reactions that come from that choice. And I'm going to put away my soapbox now. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That brings us to the end of our witchy tip. Another huge thank you to Stephanie for sending all of these awesome stories. And we are going to continue the Chronicle of Stephanie next week. I am very excited for that. I hope. Oh, okay. You guys know I record early. It's it's unrealistic that I record day of at 6 a.m., etc. I am recording on the 22nd. So today is officially the equinox. I wish you a happy equinox, a blessed Maybon, if you celebrate such things. And I hope that you are all prepared because, my friends, it is officially the dark side of the year. My time has come. It is now time for all things spooky. Now, I know we're, we're spooky year round on this podcast, but it is officially spooky season and I am over the moon. So happy spooky season, everybody. I am super glad to be ringing it in with you all. If you, like Stephanie, have a paranormal experience or 17 that you would like to share with the podcast, I will read all 18 of them please send it to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. I am also on Instagram at thatspookylifepodcast, and we are now on the Facebook. So check it out on Facebook. Give me a like and let me know what kind of things you guys would like to see. I adore you all. I adore your feedback and thank you for listening. Until we speak again next week, it is officially spooky season, my friends. So it should not be hard for you beautiful, beautiful people to remember to keep living that spooky life. Bye.